0: Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, so welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. I just want to dive more into your business and what it's about and why you decided to start it.
1: Alina, thank you so much for having me. Real pleasure to be here. So what do you want to know?
0: Oh man, I want to know just like all of the ins and outs of what you're currently doing with it, why you decided to start it, um, and why you're continuing to do it because business as you as you know is is no easy
1: feat. <laughs> no, it's, it it's certainly not. So, I suppose going back is I started my first business at 26 having left the British army. Um, and I didn't plan on a business. It it I just had nothing else to do. Um the job I had fell through, so Um, I've got a number of businesses now um, of which one's business coaching, management, consultant, photography, um, also um, a property um, business as well. So all these take parts of my day, week, month, year. Um, I'm I'm a man. I'm not very good at multitasking. In fact, (laughs) I can't multitask. Um, (laughs) So I'm very structured in how I plan my days um, going forward. Um, But. Which one? I suppose the one that I, I do a lot now with, um, which is, is growing, is the the business and life coaching. Um, and I that started back in two thousand eighteen. So in two thousand or oh, what was it twelve? I started a law degree um, at forty two. At forty seven, I attained a master's of law. Um, considering I didn't do very well at school and got one qualification. Um, wow. I was quite chuffed and, and limiting beliefs to talk about is these things that uh, stop us doing it. I never thought I was academic. Yeah. However, I went and got myself a, a master's of laws. I was very chuffed, um, but I was doing my own business. So I was running my businesses at the time. Well, I wasn't doing the coaching business, but the photography, the management consulting and the property yeah, and a, a legal services business I've got. So all these were taking a chunk of my time as well as my master's and I went through something called burnout. Now, it's a terrible thing. I didn't even know it was real. I didn't even know what it was. I just struggled it's crazy getting crazy
0: because so many people talk about burnout now. It's just like something that happens, right?
1: Yeah. I, I, I wish I'd known about it because now I, I help. One of my goals is to, to stop people going through burnout and, and doing what happened with me, which nearly lost my businesses. Um, I struggled to get up in the morning. Um, yeah. I struggled with Focus on doing stuff. And because of this, a friend of mine says, Lee, you, you, you're going through burnout. And I was like, what's that then? anyway he went, <laughs> Well, it's burnout. And I was like, okay. So I went and had a look, and, and, and lo and behold, all the symptoms that they said, I won't say all of them, but a lot of them were suffering, like I said, fatigue, constantly tired, struggling to get up, struggling to stay focused, struggling to sleep. Um so I've, uh, the friend who'd said about the, what it was says, well, go, go and get some counseling or or, or coaching. And yeah. I was like, okay. So off I went, um, spoke to a counselor, um, spoke to a, a life coach. I thought, oh, okay. And then my mind reverted back and says, look, Lee, all the stuff I've done, I've done for myself. So I started to learn about life coaching. Um, to help me, no one else. And um, when you t- start learning stuff, you start talking about whether it's mathematics, whether it's um, psychology, you start talking about what you're learning. And yeah. my, I suppose the way I talk started to change. Well, it, it did change because a friend of mine turned around to me and says that, uh, Lee, why don't you do life coaching as a business? You're really good at the stuff you're coming out with. And I was like, don't be so stupid. It's not a good thing. <laughs> It's people don't pay to talk to you. If I had hats, I'd have ate a lot of them, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> so I actually then went and thought, oh, okay, do I need another business? Hmm, not really. Would I like another business? What is coaching? And for me, it, it I went through a, a values and purpose um worksheet module, whatever you want to call. Yeah. And it came out that i have always helped people since, yeah. since being a child. Um I love helping people and I love talking to people. Uh, very good communicating. So so all of a sudden I started looking at uh, doing life coaching. So I got certified as a life coach and NLP yeah. practitioner, CBT practitioner and hypnotherapist. Wow. And I started a that's a lot of
0: certifications.
1: About, uh, yeah. it, it took me a, a fair few months of a lot of time. Um, right. and people say, well, where do you find the time? It's the same as when I was doing my degree. You make the time. If there's wow. something that's important to you, you will go. So instead of going watching a series on telly, an hour of television, I'll study. Instead yeah. of watching, um, going out to the cinema or going to the pub or to the bar, yeah. I'll study. Um, in right. fact, my life during my degree was quite quite boring. Um, <laughs> That's mine too,
0: right? Like building a <laughs> business, you're like, no, I'm not doing any of those things that you think. I'm just, I'm just here like grinding every day, doing what I want to in order to achieve my goals.
1: But the whole, but but the thing is that we get sucked into it and we, we we start doing the job as a doer. So, and and this is something that I've I've always gone on about previously and and what I did in the corporates with my management consultancy. So I started, i got these certifications and I started a side business and it was brilliant because I, I'd set my hours, which I did anyway in my business, but I'd go and speak, speak to people. And I'm like, Oh, this is really good. Um, Got a few clients, started doing it online as well. So we talk this was before COVID. This was before the coaching, everyone in the world became a co- coaching COVID, I'll call it. Um, <laughs> and everyone became coaches. And then about mid-2 or towards the mid-mid 2019, a friend of mine came up and says, that uh, Lee, do you do business coaching? I went, no. He went, but you're a coach. I went, yep. Yeah. He went, and you got businesses? Yeah. Do you do business coaching? No. He said, well, why? I went because I've I hate to admit it, I've I've failed at more businesses than I've been successful at. Yeah. And he went, oh, he said, I said, so I don't feel like I'm I'm in a good position to, to help people start businesses. Went, That's great. Can I hire you? I went no. I then went off and learned about <laughs> <was> business. <laughs> co- oh well, the thing was, it was more me and and limiting beliefs. So right. I went off and I, I learned about business coaching. Yeah. Um, only to find out it was what i'd been doing for the last 20 years two decades within the big corporates because my management consultancy i consulted into the likes of ibm deloitte um, right. cap gemini and pwc yeah and I, I'd, I'd go in and, and i'd help businesses and uh i never realized this until i did this business course and they're going oh well direction you need to know where you, your, your business is going you need to you need to understand what, how much time you're putting in. You need to know how to create processes. We, ne- you need to know how to recruit people. I'm going. I've done this before, yeah. And so then I started working um, with the business coach. Now, I then decided that uh, being a British vet, no, a military veteran, I wanted to help veterans. So that's where I sort of niche down to. Right. People say, oh, niche. I've got quite a broad niche, um, mm. but. It's, it's really interesting on, on why you do it. So for me, becoming financially free, which I did through properties, um, from the money I got from my other businesses and investing in properties allowed me to do what I want with yeah. coaching. So therefore, it's a passion-based business. I still do mm. bits of management consulting. I, st- I still do bits on the property, though I've got people to manage the properties. Um, the photography, my wife does most of the work on that. I just get to go and cuddle babies when she's doing newborns and, <laughs> and that sort of stuff. So That's but awesome. It, and, but then the coaching has taken, takes on a lot more um, time. Right. But it's my time that I, 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 I get to, to speak, with, speak with some amazing people from all around the world. Yeah. And that to me is, is something I enjoy doing. So is it a job? Not really. Do I yeah. tell people what to do? Certainly not. Do ask questions and say, well, have you thought about this? Yeah. And and that is what I do. So I basically help business owners yeah. who I've got existing businesses to get time back. Yeah, It's yeah. the one thing because people start their business as a doer. Right. They get so bogged down in their business, they, they never get a chance to grow it. So a lot yeah. of one-man bands stay one-man bands. Um, yep. they They don't grow because... They're 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 worried about relinquishing control.
0: Yeah. So how do you how do you help them get their time back?
1: Well, getting them to work on the business instead of in the business. You you hear it all. It's one of those cliches that you constantly. But it's true.
2: Yeah.
1: I worked with 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 one CEO who I I, I went into a face face meeting with him, and he was down on the on the on the factory floor. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I said, wait. It was great i think that's brilliant apart from he was fixing something mm. as a ceo you you shouldn't be alofted, and uh, you you should know all your as well as many as you can your 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 immediate people down and, and unless you get into the the hundreds of people you should right. know who, who your people are yeah. Um, yeah but he was down there fixing something and i went oh, what are you doing he says i'm fixing this problem i went okay C- can the person here whose job it is not fix it he went yeah so why are you doing it well I can do it quicker okay can can his manager fix it yeah yeah so why are you doing it well he's doing something else okay so what you're saying is you've come out from working off on your business because as a ceo as a a business whether it's a one-man band you're still the ceo or whether it's a, a five six million pound business you're there to guide that business, to lead that business. Right. Not, you've got your hands dirty before. It's not about not getting your hands dirty. It's been having other people to that can do the exactly the same job. And when I talk about, it, I talk about things like um, Alpad. Learn it, perfect it, automate it, delegate it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're not you're not delegating by abdication. I don't know how to do that. I'll get someone in to do it. Yeah, no, not a good know, idea. You need to know how to do it. So you're not, you don't get the wall pulled over your eyes. Can speak from experience on that one so that's where so how do I get them I'll get them to actually be able to extract themselves out from the day-to-day running the day-to-day doing of the business yep So, as a carpenter good example instead of knocking nails in and and creating wood he gets people to come and do the bits for him does he need to do the marketing no he needs to understand what marketing is but then he gets other people to do the marketing Yep, And then as you grow, and I, I'm just I'm just about talking about whether you have a lifestyle or power business. A lifestyle mm-hmm. business is a business that allows you to have the lifestyle you want. Right. And normally have a small team around you, probably up to about eight people. And it mm-hmm. could be one person too. Um, but that for me is how you get your time back by, by automating and delegating. So social media posts, do you have to sit there and do them? No, you get somebody else to write them. And automate them so that they get put out in there. Yeah. You could be an accountant, but do you want to be doing your own books? Hmm. It's cheaper. But if you're bringing in, my whole thing is if you can bring in money that covers the cost and still make on top of it, then you're getting your time back. Right. Exactly. You're making money off of getting time back. Yeah.
0: Which is amazing. That's awesome. So, It sounds like, and I'm curious to hear your opinion on this. Um, What are your thoughts between the difference of a solopreneur, right? Somebody who is like just doing it by themselves compared to a business owner, somebody who the product is separate from themselves. They have people that they've delegated it to uh, because I see a lot of people use these terms interchangeably. So how, what is your opinion on them?
1: So a solopreneur is a business owner
2: Mm -hmm.
1: now i always say that when you're starting a business start your business as if you want to grow it and that's why i said i help businesses grow i also help people start businesses in the right way Mm -hmm. so that you're not starting going oh i'm doing well you do do everything but even as a solopreneur you can get other people in to do the bits that you don't like doing yeah things like copywriting social media video producing all all that sort of stuff solopreneur is just a business owner it's just a one person business owner right but as a solopreneur you can make millions you can make millions but remember that millions is going to cost you time because you're doing everything so for me you can still be a solopreneur and have a team yeah now, you said about the product and the person, whether they're different. Coaching is really hard. However, yeah, I'm
0: curious what you think about that in terms of coaching, because it is hard to separate the two because you're bringing your expertise to the table.
1: Exactly. However, I work with other coaches. I work with um, I, I, appointment setters, closers, people that go out and, and do the bits that I know how to do. Yeah. I just get, I I pay for it so that I get my time back doing it. Now, how do you split it? Well, actually, as I said, solopreneur doesn't mean you don't have a team. Okay. And the product will change. So for me, I can, I I do the, I've got the online courses. People can learn everything they need to on an online course. What do I do? I hold them accountable. Yeah. Or, or, I have another coach who holds them accountable. Yeah. And then you start extracting yourself out. I always, I always say that, you, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, you want it to be spaceless and timeless yep. as a business owner. Spaceless is you can do it anywhere. Yep. Um, and you, you can, even if you've got a bricks and mortar, you get people in to do the jobs that you don't want to do so that you don't have to be there doing it. Because I'm not being funny, you can have board meetings anywhere in the world with Zoom right. or whatever. The second part is making it timeless that it earns money whilst you're in there mm. or you need to be in it to earn money. And I always, one of the questions I ask business owners when I first start working with them is, what would happen if you had to take a week off work? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I'd lose so much money. Okay, that's fine. Now, this, this isn't just people who are, who are solopreneurs? This is these are big businesses as well, bigger businesses. Right. I, say, I say small to medium-sized businesses. So possibly up to fifteen thousand. He said, What would happen if you had a week? Oh, i will lose a bit of money. Okay. Mm. So what would happen if you took a month off? Oh. I'd lose a lot of money. Right. Business would lose the money. Right. Like, okay. So what happens if you took six months off and they said I have no business to come back to? Oh wow. That is not the place you want to be right because you as a business owner need to at some point be able to extract yourself i always talk about when i first start working with people about direction yeah and always say your vision statement where what is it you want your business to be yeah think of the biggest you can your mission statement how are you going to get there and then your exit plan Mm. and when i'm when when i when i say that to people who are Start the business. Not even started it yet, Lee. Why would I want to exit it? Because if you know what your exit plan is and it might be in a box, it doesn't matter. If you know what your exit plan is and how you can achieve that, you're able to plan towards it. So you think that
0: sets your business up for failure, though, because by kind of planning an exit plan it's like going okay like i'm at this point i'm gonna then exit so do you think it sets yourself up for failure instead of looking at it and going i'm gonna continue with this and then if there ever comes a time where i need an exit plan i will then think of one then
1: but you're thinking of an exit plan being an exit yeah for me i'm a coaching do i need to give up no i can i can coach till i'm 80 as long as i can still talk and communicate and have my faculties yeah. Um, people question that at the moment so <laughs> but there's no exit plan why would I want to I can actually travel the world I can coach from wherever I am management consultancy as well I did a lot of it remotely right for the last 20 years It it was I'd go into meetings when there was a face-to-face meeting but you could still have meetings online and all that so having that plan and going well actually what you're thinking is what is it's not an exit plan per se right because you're, you're not exiting the business no so you start the business and go right i'm, I'm going to keep on working in it right but you want to put people in there so um say a manager yeah a general manager he, he, he can be the person who runs the site yeah so then you don't have to be as part of the business you're you're working strategically on the business growth and looking at where you can see the opportunities as opposed to the daily grind that brings the money in right so uh i know someone who they've got a building company and they started he spends three weeks in france and one week in the uk Mm -hmm. Wow! when he's in the uk he has his meetings he's got three managers who run the business for him yeah right they're happy because they they get paid well he's happy because he gets paid for doing what he does in his three weeks in the it doesn't abdicate the business he still runs the business mm-hmm. but he runs it from wherever he wants to and right. he runs it when he wants to run it so if there's a meeting he, he he's he controls his diary and he controls how he's going to affect that business. Mm-hmm. So when I say exit plan, it's not about going, here you go, sell it, get, get rid of it. It's about how you're going to extract yourself up into a, a position where you're not needed in it daily.
0: Right. OK. Yeah. So then you would say the transition is more instead of going from solopreneur to business owner, um, you mentioned to me that it's more like employee to entrepreneur can you talk a little bit about like what would be the first step somebody would take if they're you know they're a dedicated employee but they want to start to to look to be an entrepreneur you say you help people start their businesses how would they go about doing that
1: I always say do something you're passionate about yeah I I talk about passion based businesses and I also say is work through the same stuff as, as business growth. Think about your business as, as as you want to grow it. You want you want it to be growing. You don't want it just to be you, right? And I always I always say about side businesses. So side businesses are great. Some people call them hustles. Yeah. But the problem is, is if you look at the the term hustle, it's fraudulent. It's mm. it's it's a which is fine. However, do you want to then say hi? I've just done my salary replacement with this hustle. So if you then say, and it's just terminology, but if you went, well, I've got a side business that I've done salary replacement and I now run, run this small business.
2: Hmm.
1: And I think solopreneurs and, and business owners are the same people. They're just, it's just, it's a label that gets put on them. Right. But, So to start a business, I always say start a side business and then work it so that you're you know how much you earn salary wise. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then work it so that you're looking at raising um quarter, Mm -hmm. half, three quarters, and then full salary replacement. Right. Okay. Most people can quit their jobs when they get to about 75%, three quarters.
2: Yeah. Because of the way
1: taxes and everything work and but salary replacement is just the start of it. It yeah. means that you can step away from the nine to five job where you're not in control. Right. Then it's about growing the bit. And like I said, so, so you start the business with the view of growing it. You're not going to sit there and say, I'm going to, I only anyway want to make a 100,000, which, which people do. What do you want? Uh, my salary is 100,000. I'll just make a 100,000 to just cover that. Mm-hmm. Why? W- why so little? Yeah, And they go, well, I, I, I don't know if I can do it. And it comes down to limiting beliefs mm. on the fact that they, they don't feel that they, they think 100000 is a lot of money. Well, right. is it? It is in some. If, you, if you've been living off or, or com- earning, I'm, I'm going to say, the 100000 negotiated down with all your taxes and everything comes down to about mm, 60000 yeah. Yeah. So once you've been taxed, which is one of the only things that that and death that are, are definites in life, um, unless yeah. you can find a nice tax haven to go to. Uh, that's, right. an, that's another story. Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> topic there. <laughs> yeah. um, you actually start looking and the, the problem you get is most people who start businesses are, are being employees. Right. You know, empo- as an employee were valued by what our employer is willing to pay us mm-hmm. and you'll be doing exactly the same you'll be paying people what you value them at yeah however and this is where i'm always i say you need to be truthful to yourself if you want to bring someone in and pay the minimum wage how would you feel being paid minimum wage not okay. good I'm a great believer in treat people how you want to be treated, not how people treat you, how you want to be treated. So what right, you do right. is you start a culture in the business of when you're bringing people in. of And I always say you, you recruit on attitude and aptitude.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People who want to come in, who can fit with your team. Of, of, interviewed lots of people and they've gone, right, yeah, I, I can do this, this and this. But there's not been a connection. Mm-hmm. And I won't take them on because they, they they could, their attitude or aptitude isn't quite right for, for, for me. Right. And I always say I can teach, I can teach people loads of stuff. I can yeah. teach people my job. Right. I can't teach people the attitude and aptitude to want to do it. Yeah. Right. So that is a, 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 another thing in together. So, um, I forgot what the original question was now.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's, Perfect. It was the first steps you recommend, and so you said start with a passion. Uh, but what if you encounter somebody that thinks they don't have a passion? How do you handle that then?
1: We all have a passion. We've all got values, and we've all got a skill that people will buy.
0: So then, awesome. if you don't think you have one, how do you go about so, figuring out
1: that? Um, I use I I'll use um, values and purpose. Yeah, which which tracks back to. To when you were born right and, and, it, and it's it goes through from all the things and, and that all the things we've learned how we feel and when you get your values and purpose all of a sudden out of that it's, it's like putting all the data in yeah of, of what you've done for the last te- uh, well depend on your age 20 years 30 years 40 years in my case 50 years right because you, you're going back to year zero and your your earliest memories like i said i um i never thought it was academic because i was called stupid at school yeah right and because of that it had knock-on effect however Uh masters of law not not bad um and i'm now doing um an ilm 7 which is a master's in coaching and mentoring of of, uh, senior executives oh wow yeah so go through the values and purpose There's, there's many of them around um I, I, I use one that I've, I've worked with and, and, and developed. And, and when people have done it, all of a sudden they get clarity. Yeah. Because, like I said, when I did mine, it was I look back and I'd, I'd been in the military. I'd never seen that as being a helper. Mm-hmm. But people who, who, who step into the military are helpers, they, they, they like yeah. helping other people. Um, what else? I, I, I enjoyed learning. I never thought I enjoyed learning, but I was constantly, I, I wasn't academic. Yeah. But I'd learn skills, whether it's communication, whether it's uh, public speaking, whether it's mm. video recording, all, all these things that uh, over the years you learn right. to do. I, I'd go into, I always remember going into um to a client with management consulting and then going, Oh, Lee, can you do this? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you're like, I got it. Skill done. Yeah, great. No, I then went and read, go, I ain't got a clue what that is. Grabbed a book because in those days it was uh, books. Um, right now it's like Google it. <laughs> a book and you're like, uh, oh, I didn't know that. But oh. <laughs> a lot of, so, and mm. it's about, there's, there's lots of things. So limiting beliefs, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's really hard because. One of the things that happens, and, and I'm a great believer in it, I think teachers as well as police have got probably the worst job in the world. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't be one; I'd have been put in prison if I was a teacher, <laughs> and certainly as a police <laughs> officer as well, um, just because of my patience. I think, but um, but the education system was designed to create workers. Yeah, for mills and factories in the old days, and 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 and, and the, everything that went around it. And we're told, we're told at school, even now, um, do well at school. Do well at school so you can get some qualifications. And with those qualifications, you can go and get yourself a good job and, and you can go and work yeah. for this company and this company. The military, and uh, like I said, I work with a lot of veterans, both in the UK and abroad. Um, it's the same sort of thing. Oh, well, you've got this skill set. If you do these courses, you can go and work for this company. You can go and work. There's nothing about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Mm. I believe being an entrepreneur is we're, we're in the best time to be an entrepreneur, a business owner. Yeah. You don't need hundreds of thousands of pounds to go and buy a factory or anything like that. Be truthful. You can go and learn anything online. And this is, so one of the things I, I talk, talk yeah. about with, um, with coaching, people say, why do I need a coach? Say, you don't need a coach, mm-hmm. but I'll get you there quicker. Cause to be truthful, right. you can go and learn anything I can learn about changing an engine, um, which I've actually used. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. I've I've learned about IT, about editing, about um, radios, all the stuff that I can go and learn it. Mm -hmm. There's not a problem with that. The problem we have is a coach will get you there quicker because a coach will hold you accountable. They'll um, get you to ask questions of yourself that you don't ask because you don't want to lie to yourself, that we do every day. Right. So it's about getting past those limiting beliefs out of our comfort zone and saying, actually, I can do it. And I think, as I said, because we're in, and I'll use the word indoctrinated from a yeah. young age. We start school in UK sometimes as young as four. Yeah. But we have to do well at school to get a job. Right. And in school, we see a lot of people and parents who they're not entrepreneurs. They've got jobs. Yeah. Because that's the norm. And when someone says, I'm going to start my own business, what happens? Don't do that. That's risky. Yeah. You start, your own, start your own, business. Oh, that's going to cost you lots of money. Oh, you'll be you'll be working 80 hours instead of 20, to 40 hours that you're working. <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. That's, and because of that, we get told that it's that you need to go and be go and get a job. Oh, you need to get a job. Yeah. Why, why can't I start my own business? Oh, no, that's risky. Right. That's Only not a when, good idea. But why? Because because people live in fear. And that fear transcends all through our school, from our, our parents, our relatives, our friends. Unless you've come from an entrepreneurial family, mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. My mom was a factory worker. My dad was a driver and a publican. Right. I I, I didn't i didn't know anything about businesses in fact i i learned about how to write a checkbook from my dad nothing in school and this is one of the things in school you don't get taught the skills to live you get no. taught the it's very objective the skills to pass exams yep yep 100 agree and so when it comes to starting a business everyone around us will tell us it's, it's a bad idea it's dangerous um because that's what they've been told. It's fear. Yeah. If you look at the statistics, what happens? Um, the statistics. Oh yeah. In the first year, eighty percent of businesses fail. Right. Yeah. The reason being that they fail is because people start their jobs as a doer, and there's a book called E Myth. Uh, oh, okay. I love it. E Myth and E Myth Revisited. But it's people start the job as a doer. Yeah. They're very good at doing that job. What they don't forget though about is sales, marketing, um, talking, networking, talking to other people, right. all the other bits that go around a business. Yep. So, and then what they do is they just go, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll go and get someone to do that for me because I don't know about that. Yeah. Hence, i come back about using Alpad, learn it, perfect it, automate it, delegate it. That right. way, you'll, so there's no such thing as perfection. It's just a word I'll use to say, understand it yeah outpad fits look Le- ad doesn't quite fit as well so <laughs> so that's what i say learn it perfect it you don't have to be the best at it but you have to understand it so that you're not having the wool pulled over your eyes oh, yeah. right automate it and delegate it get somebody else to do the work because yeah. you're going to be saving your time um, I, I we had a cleaner and someone said to me, go, you're, you're, you're poshly. Uh, yeah. And I was like, why He says, Well, wh- why, why do you have a cleaner? I went, because if I took the time four hours out, because got a got big house, four hours out a week to do that, that's four hours. I'm not being paid or I'm not bringing in money. Right. I, when I am the time I am working, I'm bringing in more money than I'm paying the cleaner. Yeah. She's happy because she's getting paid above average wage. Yep. I'm happy because I'm not having to do it. My wife's happy because she's not having to do it. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. Right. And when you can actually get that mindset, instead of going, oh, they, they cost £12 an hour. Oh, that's that's £48 a week. Oh, I'm not going to pay that. Mm. But then when you think, well, actually, what, what can I do in four hours? Yeah. Tell you what, I can go, I can go a and have a snooze. I can have a nap. Yeah. You can have a granddad nap. Yeah. All these things. Oh, you can you can start writing a book. Yeah. After eight weeks of four hours, you you have the basis of a book, a course, online course. Go and learn something. What could you learn that's gonna bring in money? Right. Right. So it's the, the de- delegation to me is the, the big thing. And as I said, I love that. Business, solopreneurs start their businesses as doers, they're very good at what they do, whether it's a carpenter, whether it's a bricklayer, whether it's a mechanic. Yeah. It's being able to extract them out of doing that and understanding that if they, if they create a process on, on how it's done, they can teach that process to somebody else.
2: Yeah. Now, right.
1: if the process is well documented and, and, and well written, the result that that second person will get is exactly the same as the business owner. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then, all of a sudden, it's when it's when when, when you when the the cogs start turning, and all of a sudden they click into sync, and you go, so I, can make I sense could save. Yeah, I I could save an hour a day doing by getting someone to do this. Yeah. What's that hour worth to you? Right, and that for me is the important thing about, and it doesn't matter whether you're starting a business or whether you're growing a business. Yep, if you're taking an hour away from doing, getting somebody else to do the doing, and you're doing the strategic planning of where, looking for other clients, looking for new customers. It it, it all starts to, to it all starts to sink in and lead in. Like I said, for me, having a spaceless and timeless business yeah anyone can yeah. because the other thing is once you get to a certain point so I, I talked about salary replacement yep the next part of salary replacement is times two yeah but you don't you don't increase your lifestyle because once you've got to the times two you've got half of what double what you had to invest into into passive incomes stock yeah. shares properties i then go times five mm-hmm. and yeah. So if you have 50,000 and you double it, you've got 100,000, but you're still living off 50,000. You've got 50,000 to invest. Right. If you, over the next year, can bring it to times five, by that time, you'll probably want to move up to 100,000 pound worth of living. Right. But you've still got 150,000 to invest. And that investment is the same as compounding. Start Once you start investing and put, saving money and putting money into things that bring in money. So that money is used to bring in money in a passive income. All of a sudden you don't have to work as much. Yeah. And uh, when I say exit plan is my exit plan is not for people to leave their business. Yeah. It's to have investments so they don't have to work in the business.
0: Ooh, yes. I love that, man. It's, It's
1: been amazing. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go on. I was that that is it that that, that that's all of my knowledge
0: that's so good though i and i love i love all of that and i think it's so important to identify you know when you are taking time to uh be the doer instead of working on it, it working above it um and that's so incredibly important and then it really just comes down to valuing your time because i think when you first start it, and I know this from personal experience that you're like, oh, an hour? Like, that's not that much. Like, that's not that much, right? But as you grow and grow, you're like, that is so valuable to me. And it's really important to prioritize that time. So I love that you bring that up.
1: It's it's a whole thing about planning my day. People say yeah. to me, Oh, I plan my day. I'll get up at this time. I'll always have a glass of water and a coffee. Yeah. Never used to never used to drink lots of coffee, but it's a great stimulant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Past three o'clock, no, no, no caffeine, but yeah. <laughs> however, I mean, getting up, planning my day, um, making sure that my calendar is open when I want it to be, right. um, give, gives me control of my life. So if my grandson comes, he's coming over, my calendar gets shut down, um, yep, yep. or if I'm going out with the wife, calendar gets shut down, but it gives you the ability to take, take control Mm-hmm. Which is something you'll never ever be able to do as an employed person. Yeah, and and the whole thing is time, and I I, I go on. In fact, every Tuesday every Tuesday I put a post about how how valuable and precious time is. It's so the yeah. one thing we can't get back. I've chased money, I've made money, I've lost money, I've made money, I've lost money. I can always sell my time, but I can never buy my time back. Right. And that, to me, is when when you realise that I, I, I live an abundant life, not yep. scarcity, um, and I value my time more than anything else in the world now,
2: yeah,
1: because tomorrow is not guaranteed,
2: yeah.
1: And that, to me, is a huge okay. thing. But so, yeah, ho- hopefully, someone, someone somewhere, actually, it's just got a, a, their brain thinking and going. Actually, I can start a business. Doesn't matter yeah. what what it is. One of the things is, is as you said about time, is what you find is your time becomes more valuable right. to other people as well.
2: Yeah. Because mm-hmm.
1: what happens is, where you said, oh, it's only an hour. Mm-hmm. But then as your hours become more and you start charging, for, like I said, you charge for an hour, all of a sudden, think about, what's his name? I'm trying to think. Okay, there's a, a British politician. He now charges... Twenty five pound for an hour yeah and people go that's obscene people pay for it yeah but and i, I remember what I, I i used to charge out as, as an hourly rate to what I I, I I don't actually charge hourly rates now um yeah but for what it equates to and i'm like but my time's important to me right i don't charge on what you think my time's important times Important for, I charge what I deem what I value my time as, not somebody else. And yeah. that's once you get your mind through having an abundant life, appreciating time and valuing time, and realising that actually you can do whatever you want, you can make a business out of anything. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, coaching, photography, um, motorcycles, right building motorcycles, ke- making cakes, yeah, woodwork, um, engraving. Um, embroidery if you can do something you can make a business out of it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: how well that business goes is all how you price yourself how you your right mindset because like I said we stop we stop ourselves doing everything that we don't think we can do right included starting a business right yeah oh
0: man this has been so amazing thank you um, just um,
1: I was going to so say, much. hopefully you've got some value from it.
0: I did. I think the <laughs> listeners will too. I hope so. I mean, if not, you got to go back and re-listen to that again. No, that's that's so great. And I just appreciate your insights. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you? I know you have a special gift for the listeners today. Uh,
1: uh, so. I'm, I'm at the end of this camera. Oh, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, you like,
0: actually, I'm right here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, So my name's Lee Broders. It says it here. Um, LeeBroders.com um there's also business growth global I work with other coaches um from around the world uh, a lot of veterans however I don't work solely with veterans um it was just where I, I I did the need so I'm on all the social medias amazing so Facebook LinkedIn Instagram Twitter I'm actually on TikTok as well which not quite got my head around that one but but you're trying, trying, to, trying to trying to feel young um right <laughs> so look look out i'm happy to answer questions come, come come, and friend me um say hello i don't bite unless i'm paid lots of money um <laughs> but yeah and, and th- th- i was going to say I, I did an ebook called um 10 steps to start your side business it's only a small ebook happy to give that away to people it is something mm-hmm. i use for lead gen um which everyone will learn about um when they start the business about lead gen marketing um and then selling and yeah this is it's 10 steps it's a very basic book but it's easy to follow and if you take the actions that are in Beautiful. it, you'll be able to actually start a side business without losing the money that you're going to be earning from your job
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Um, And just super grateful to have you on the podcast. And thank you to all the listeners. We'll go ahead and wrap it up there.
1: Alana, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate it. It's been interesting and wonderful, hopefully.
0: Yes. Oh, very, very insightful. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.